Welcome in. Back to the Futures here. Brandon Sprague over here on the West Coast. I couldn't hear anything, so that's my bad. I'm just looking like an idiot either. on camera. Uh, so apologies there. Lucy Burge, my co-host over there on the East Coast in Boston, at Lucille Burge on Twitter, Instagram. Give her a follow. Uh, part of the BetQL family here and another edition here Back to the Futures this evening on the Odyssey app, BetQL Network. Uh, Lucy, uh, good evening. How how was the uh, betting weekend treated you so far in the uh, the NFL or baseball or college football or wherever you dipped in this weekend? Yes, well, good evening, Sprague. I dipped into a lot of different uh, lakes and ponds in this in baseball and NFL, and it didn't go so great. I think the way I would describe it is the image of Aaron Rodgers today lying face down on the field after the Packers <laughs> lost, which I made – because of that, I made it the banner on my Twitter profile. So if you want to take a look at that, go look at that, because that is how my betting weekend went in terms of betting NFL and MLB. Just quickly rundown of my bets today, because this is how awful it went. I had Lions plus six and a half. No. Jaguars minus three. No. Buccaneers Ooh. minus 13, mm. which we will have to get to. No. <laughs> Bengals minus six and a half. Yes. Packers minus four and a half. No. Jets mm. minus one and a half. Yes. Titans minus two and a half. Yes. Chiefs minus yep. one. Yes. And then tonight I have Steelers plus seven and a half. But that is how rough it went today, especially the Buccaneers one. Um, but I mean, it, and then baseball was just also another bonanza because I had Philly's money line. But uh, I also have Astros money line, which might not go so hot tonight. And then I had Kyle Schwarber, total bases king, over one and a half total bases. I am recrowning now officially Bryce Harper, the total bases king, because he is such as that. Spring, how was yeah, he? Yeah, uh, it was good. Uh, Harper is for sure the total bases zaddy of Major League Baseball right now. He's going off. He's getting bases left and right. Update, by the way, on your seven and a half line with Pittsburgh. About a minute 20 left in the first quarter. Miami on Sunday Night Football is up on Kenny Pickett uh, and the Steelers, too, and that offense looked pretty good so far. Um, I wanted to ask you something because you mentioned Aaron Rodgers lying face down. I think that photo is going to be used for years to come. You mentioned Tom Brady. I want to get to both of them here in a second, but I want to ask you, I also, too, was roaring. I got the Lions at plus seven. I thought, that's a lot of points. You know, Dak's first game back. our roar boys. And, And to be honest with you, I felt good about it for most of the way. Like, the Lions are playing a pretty good defensive game. You know, their offense was struggling, but the Cowboys' defense is legitimate. Did you, much like me, feel like they lost that game the minute they fumbled at, like, the one-yard line? Did you feel the same way? Yes. And that is where yeah. I had a tweet in in the, the, the deck there where I was about to tweet, Roar Boys or something like that. It was, like, Detroit Roar Boys something with an Eminem gif, and I had it all ready to go. When they scored that touchdown, but no. You jinxed it. No. You jinxed it. I think I did. (laughs) I had it in the cannon shoot ready to go, and no, I did not get to tweet that. And that is, Sprague, funny you say that, because that is the exact moment where I also was like, yeah, this is not going to work out today. For Hutch and the Roar Boys, because it was a tough one. For Detroit City, baby. I think that was the tweet, actually. Detroit City, baby. And uh, I didn't get to tweet it, so I'm going to save it. You know, I'm going to save it for the next, next week. When the Lions do do something good, because they will. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're one in five, so it's not off to a great start. Yeah. They're usually covering machines. Yeah. I thought they were going to cover today, and, and they came about a foot away from being able to do it potentially. Uh, you mentioned Aaron Rodgers on his face. I, I want to start there. We will have to get into tonight. Um, we'll give you a quick update of Major League Baseball, what's going on. We've got one team in the World Series, another team looking to get to the World Series. Uh, one team giving a guarantee they're going to win the World Series. 
Uh, I want to uh, dive into our, bat, our, our, our futures bets, the flux capacitor bet, and then we'll play some guest the lines with super producer Zach, and uh, he'll throw some games at us. We'll see who's feeling what uh, in the National Football League. Let's start here because I, I think if I was to have told you the Jets and the Giants and the Seahawks and the way they were going to start their seasons, you might have been surprised, right? You might have heard that and been like, what? The Giants, the Jets, and the Seahawks are all going to be good? Are you sure? And then I would have told you the Bucks and the Packers and the Colts are going to be awful and their quarterback play is going to be dreadful. I don't know if you would have believed me. And I, I, I know everybody's going to run with this tomorrow, so let's get ahead of it. Is, is this just the year of the young quarterback? Is the old man quarterback out? Or are we, are we still hoping Rodgers, Ryan, or Brady? Yeah, this is not a good look for the old heads. This was not a good day for old quarterbacks. And I think you are, this is true. I believe this is the year of the young quarterback and not Mm. just the young quarterback, but the second or third string quarterback, as we've seen with the Patriots and Bailey Zappi and other quarterbacks that go down. And so, and with Tua going down. So I think this is the year of the young quarterback. And I think that the fact that Brady is not doing well right now seals the deal on that. Because if Brady was still playing well and he's the one of that group, I would, and Aaron Rodgers maybe too, but of that group right. that you would think is most likely to do well and he's not even playing well. So I think this will, we will look back on this as the year of the young quarterback for sure. I think it's a little exciting, but also kind of sad because of the, the two teams, the Jets and the Giants that are not doing well, the team that is most surprising to me is the Giants because the Jets, I almost... Honestly, with the Zach Wilson MILF narrative, I was kind of thinking he's got a little confidence. So maybe the Jets could be the surprise team besides the Lions. But no, the, the Giants are shocking. That's, that's the shocking team of the season, I would say, besides the Buccaneers. Well, I, I think that I have to admit the Jets are a little surprising just because I, I didn't think they would be this, right? I didn't think they'd get to this start. And their quarterback play, I mean, you mentioned Milf, the MILF hunter himself. Their quarterback play hasn't even really been that great. I mean, Zach Wilson's stats aren't really high pocket. It's Brees Hill or Brees Hall, excuse me, who unfortunately went down with what appears to be an ACL injury. And you feel for the young guy because he was probably the the lead vote getter for offensive rookie of the year. But their run game's been stout and their defense. I mean, Robert Sala comes over from San Francisco a couple years ago. He's, you know, he's put some guys in the right places. And that defense is one of the most feared, I think, defenses in the league. The giant thing is odd. I, I, Lucy, I, I, I love football. I've loved football my whole life. I, I understand a lot of concepts of football, but I can't define or put my finger on how the hell the Giants are doing this. I just, Daniel Jones isn't lighting up the scoreboard with his arm. He's, he's lighting it up with his legs when he runs. Saquon Barkley's having a good year. Their defense is pretty respectable, but like they've come back from double digit leads from other teams. They've come back. They've won on the road. Like I, I can't pinpoint the Giants. I don't know how to define the Giants and how to feel about the Giants because I don't, I don't see something that I'm used to seeing win come postseason time. You know, the Jets, I can see it run game defense. I've seen that. The Giants, you can say, will run game defense too. But, like, to have no quarterback play is astounding. The guy just runs the football. I'd have to go look at his stats. But I think going into this game, he had three touchdowns and two picks. So, it's like he wasn't lighting up the box score here. The Giants are the biggest question mark for me. Because I keep questioning it, and then they win the game. And they did it again in a week where basically everybody, it felt like in the betting sphere, was on Jacksonville with this number today. They were three-point favorites in the outright one. 
Yeah, exactly. Like they are, it's almost like, like as Zach said in the chat, Dave all is the dude. Like what's the, what is the one thing that you can pinpoint with the Giants that is the reason for them winning? Is it that they're just getting lucky? And that makes it tough to bet on them because that's what I did today. Looking at the lines, I thought, okay, the Jaguars are the more reliable team here, essentially, because you don't know what the Giants are going. Are they going to be this good forever? You're kind of on the edge of, is this a fluke? Is this just, are they a good team? Are they just finding ways to win? Because there is a difference, but I think they're just finding ways to win. And ha- that can take them far. It's already taken them pretty far. Um, so they, they, for me, they're the surprise of the season in the good way. In the bad way, the surprise of the season are the Buccaneers, I would say. Because they're pretty, pretty down in the dumps here. And as Zach also said in the chat, the Jets, Giants, and Eagles, the only undefeated teams on the road so far. That's wild. Mm. The Jets and the Giants are in the same category there as the Eagles. <laughs> it's, That's wild. It's, 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 it's been a really puzzling, fun, entertaining season. Like, no matter what games I get wrong every week, and we get a lot of them wrong here. I love how exciting it is every Sunday to turn my television on, not really feeling 100% or close to 80% confident in a pick. Like, I can like it. Like, I love Cincinnati today, right? But yeah. the minute Cincinnati's lead got cut down to 28-17, they went into the half, I went, oh, God, here comes Atlanta. They're going to score on the second half. They're going to they're gonna cover this number outright win. Like, my, my confidence is easily zapped. And by the way, on the year, uh, Daniel Jones – has a 67 completion per, or 67 completion percentage with five tutties and two picks. So it's like it's an okay season, huh. but it's not like him doing it. You mentioned Tom Brady, the other the opposite basically. They lose outright 13 point favorites against a broken selling off parts Carolina team. 13 point favorite at closing. 39 was the over under number. The under well hit in this and Carolina outright wins. Tom Brady is sub 500 for the first time since 2002. Lucy, you're the Tom Brady guru. You got a Tom Brady candle. I'm on team Giselle at this point because he cost me money today. What's going on with Tom Brady? Okay, that being on that team, I would say is misguided, Sprague, because I think what's going on is that this is Giselle's fault because she is the one who has placed the witchcraft on him and that's why he's not playing well. So Giselle was the one who cost us money. I do love Giselle. He hurt but... the witch. He hurt the witch. He brought the witch's anger do on. This is this? his fault. Do we know this? Was he actually being selfish or was she being selfish? We don't know the details of this. We only know. <laughs> actually, all the info we have is from her camp and her side of things. That that friends of Giselle and Tom are not happy with yep. the way Tom handled problems in their marriage. Be quiet until we know both sides of this. You get things like this. Boston 25 News Station here in Boston, their Twitter account, the way they tweeted about the game, this is obviously someone who is very bitter still about mm-hmm. uh, Brady leaving Boston because their article about the game, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers fell below 500 with a stunning 21-3 loss to the Carolina Panthers, who won just their second game of the season Sunday despite playing with a third-string quarterback and interim head coach. That was the paragraph tweeted with this article. So people people are turning on Tom Brady is based on this in this area, probably in Tampa. They're probably saying, get out. We know you don't want to be here because he doesn't. I don't think he wants to be in Tampa. I think he wants to still play football, just not in Tampa. So I don't think he'll be in Tampa next season. He might not be there tomorrow for all we know. I mean, he could get traded. I think he, they should trade him, honestly, because he doesn't want to be there. He doesn't want to be anywhere. It looks like 
But um, I think that, that this is this is concerning because we haven't seen this Tom Brady. This is not the Tom Brady we know. This is not the uh, we. He's not the reliable Tom anymore. You you go to bet on a Buccaneers game, and I was pretty confident. Also, if you sit down to watch a slate of of NFL games and you've bet on them, and you are not unsettled and sick to your stomach, something is wrong because you should be yep. all the time <laughs> sick to yep. your stomach about what is going to happen. But I was a little bit confident in this Buccaneers minus thirteen for some reason, and I just watched it fall apart before our eyes, and that was really sad to see. Panthers money line bet, man. If you took dogs today, I mean, if if you were smart enough to take a Washington, Carolina, and Giants money line bet, kudos to you because wow, it it paid off if you could parlay those teams. I don't know who saw it coming. Panthers money line today was plus five twenty five, and this is a really good uh-huh. point for our guys uh, uh, behind the scenes here. NFC West leading Seahawks hosting the six and one New York Giants. If you said that before the season at this point, going into Week Eight you would have been sent to a mental institution. That is 100% accurate. Yeah. I would have never, never in my life thought that was possible. And yet, here we are living in a bizarro NFL season. And again, it has been nothing but exciting, fun, and unpredictable. And it's why we love the sport already. But then you add legends like Rodgers and Brady looking <laughs> as bad as they have. Uh. The Matt Ryan thing with the Indianapolis Colts has been a disaster. Russell Wilson's not playing like with all of this inconsistent quarterback play from guys we thought we could trust at that position, it's pretty amazing to watch every week. Exactly. If you told me or anyone before this season that the Giants would be 6-1 and one and the Buccaneers would be sub-500, they would say, you are so crazy. Never give me <laughs> advice on anything ever again. And now, this is what's happening. This is exactly what it is. It is a bizarro NFL season. And you just don't – I mean, the fact that what, what we saw today actually happened, to see Brady and Rodgers like that in succession. On red zone, they're going back and forth. Like, these are two of the oldest quarterbacks we've ever seen, and they both suck. So I don't know who's winning now, Tom or time. Tom versus time, I don't know. Time might be winning. Or I think might be winning. I, I don't know. I, I think time is winning right now. Let me ask you this. We've got 60 seconds left because we got a lot more to get into. Who seems more um, – who seems more fixable? Who's more broken to you, the Packers or the Bucks? I'd say Bucks are more broken. Aaron Rodgers is more fixable because when you're dealing with witchcraft, mm. there's no there's no logic to it. For in our standpoint, if you're the one performing it, I guess there's logic to it. But Aaron Rodgers, I think, is more fixable. Okay, I I don't know what you see in Green Bay's offense or their defense to feel that way, <laughs> but uh, I appreciate the answer nonetheless. We have a lot more to get into. We will play Flex Capacitor, our favorite, our futures bet right now. If we had to place it on a Super Bowl futures bet, who would we place it on? Give you an update on Sunday Night Football. We got uh, Guess the Lines coming as well. And give you an update in Major League Baseball. Back to futures. Back with more here. Brandon Sprague, Lucy Burge on the BetQL Network. Back to the futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM.
Check out BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth on the BetQL Network. All the people out there complaining that the 100-win teams are going home, shut up. Who's, who's doing that? Oh, it's out there. I mean, you got broadcasters. Mets, yeah, Mets and Braves broadcasters. I mean, you got people like complaining that the playoff format is is more conducive to upsets. Oh, Whoa, this it's been like this forever. This isn't it's new. Cool. When they went to the five-game first-round series, remember the wild card first came in in '95. That that's when this was created. They had one-game wild cards the last few, you know, since 2012. What are we doing complaining? Guess what? The Braves got beat because the Phillies outplayed them. The Dodgers got beat because the Padres outplayed them. Anyone complaining about this is a loser. BetQL Daily with the Joes and Aaron Hawksworth, presented by BetMGM, nine to noon Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. We see this like new wave of handicappers on TikTok and social media that are the younger generation. And I think it's fine because there are some uh, young handicappers that are actually really good. But it is such a huge divide between the handicappers that have been doing this long before sports betting was legal through like, you know, the, the books that are on your phone and everything. Sure. The guys that live in Vegas, they've been doing this for 25 years and then you see on tiktok it's like the 22 year old dudes that clearly live either like at home with their parents or they have the worst most bachelor setup of all time where they're like doing dance they're like lock of the day hammer it and then they do these like dances and they point to words and it's like in the background you see like the tv on the ground there's no furniture and it's just like empty like uh energy drink <laughs> the daily tip weekday morning 6 to 9 eastern on the bet ql network always live on the free odyssey app Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM, with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. The phenomenon, and especially on the East Coast, right, where games will start late, like the West Coast games start really late for us here on the East Coast, like falling asleep, I fell asleep towards the end of the Padres-Dodgers game, so also nice. towards the end of the Canucks-Oilers game. I was just exhausted. I wake up at 3 in the morning. I wake up my fiance moving around. She's pissed at me in the middle of the night. We get into like a little like mini fight, which is no fun. I'm like, like, what? Yeah, just, just don't, don't be pissed at me in the morning for this. Was the sentence that I uttered, and then I picked up my phone and I see Padres five, Dodgers three, and I'm like, f yeah, man. And then I click over to the NHL five three Edmonton. No fun stuff. You better you bet three to seven p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network presented by BetMGM. All right, welcome back in. Back to the Futures here. Brandon Sprague, Lucy Burns with you every Sunday evening here on the BetQL Network and the Odyssey app. A quick update for Sunday Night Football. Miami up 13-3. It looks like it's in the second quarter, and I think Pittsburgh just got the ball back. And so uh, there's an update on Sunday Night Football. Quick rundown before we get to guess the lines with our super producer, Zach Kroll, here. We had four of the five. Underdogs outright won that covered. The one that didn't win outright but covered uh, was the Cleveland Browns. That line closed at six and a half. A lot of unders hit as well. Seven unders were hit today. 
And it was kind of the weekend of the favorite. Uh, you had Vegas, Cincinnati, Dallas, Tennessee, Kansas City, the Jets, uh, all outright win. And we'll see if Miami can handle their number was a little larger today at seven and a half. But uh, we'll get to our flex capacitor and update on Major League Baseball in their postseason. One team in the World Series and one team looking to punch their ticket tonight. Uh, but it is time, as we do every week, to guess the lines with Zach Kroll. Zach, welcome aboard. It's time for me to beat Lucy. We'll What's see. going on, see guys? About that, Zach. And, <laughs> yeah, looking forward to this. Guess the line is back here on Back to the Futures. And we will start off with the Thursday night game. And this is going to be a big one. We spoke a little bit about it, but the last few weeks, Thursday night football has been a little bit of a dud. And this game, I just have a feeling, is going to feel even bigger just because of who's playing. We have the Baltimore Ravens. Spray just said it. They're coming off a big win today. They are going to Tampa to take on the Buccaneers. And before we guess the line for this one, I'll say this, guys. I checked the line for this game yesterday before the action today, and comparing it to now, it has changed. So I don't know if that differs your uh, either, either of you guys' opinions, but this number has moved before and after the games today. So, uh, Sprague, I'll start with you. Ravens at Bucks. Hmm. Guess the line. Yeah, I, I, I'm not going to listen to anything you just said there because it's going to screw me up, and I'm going to get in trouble that way. So I'm just going to go off gut. I'm tired of overthinking this thing. I think it's is Tampa Bay minus three and a half. That is exactly what I was going to say, but because it moved, because it, I'm going to say maybe they're not. Okay. So I think, I think it's going down. I do. Right. This is okay. So I think favored, but I'm going to say Tampa mine. I'm going to say minus five and a half. Wow. So it actually started at Tampa minus three. But since today's action has ended, it has moved the other way. The Ravens are actually a one-and-a-half-point favorite on the road going to Tampa. So both you guys were off, but Spray gets the early point to start. I oh. Look, I, I just, uh, we just talked about who's broken and who can be repaired between Rodgers and the Packers and Brady and the Bucks. I'm telling you guys right now, I don't know about you, uh, I'm signing up for the Bucks getting points at home. That defense is still good. Lamar's offense, at times, the Ravens can get real stagnant. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game. And yeah, Brady's vibes are weird, but the Bucks are getting points yeah. at home. Right. No, his vibes are weird. But do you think Tom Brady is going to lose three in a row? I don't think there's any way he's going to let that happen. So has he ever he lost three in a row? This is a good question. Actually, I was wondering this, and I didn't look it up. But I think probably not. I I can't think of a Maybe. time when would Brady. I mean, you it would be with the Patriots. I don't think the Buccaneers has ever have ever you know, in the past two years, won a lost three in a row. And I don't think he's ever done it with the Patriots. I think that would be but a did big anyone story. Lost so I... back to Carolina and Pittsburgh. That's my thing. Nobody saw this loss coming. Ooh. So I got this from Sporting News. Longest losing streak. Brady has lost more than two games in a row once in his career. So it was in 02 when they lost oh. four consecutive games. Also the year they so. were uh, below 500 this early in the season. That was the last time. So 2002, Let's not see. a great year for Brady, and now he's reliving it. Possibly. Stat muse. Okay, because what's what's the next line? I'm I'm looking this up right now. I'm trying to look at the uh, longest losing in a regular season in his career. Uh, I say three, probably. Six. That's what I would say. Yeah, stat muse doesn't show me in a row. These no. are just how many losses he's had each year. All right, what's the next number, I, Zach? Yeah. All right. Oh, sorry. Go uh, ahead. America's game is. America's Game of the Week next week. This is a big one. 49ers, they're coming off uh, their loss today. They're going on the road to L.A. to take on the Rams. This is the second time 
uh, these two teams have played this season. They played on Monday Night Football a few weeks ago. 49ers really dominated that game. It was closer than uh, – the score was way closer than what actually happened. But the Niners got the win. Lucy, I'll start with you. 49ers at Rams next week. Guess the line. Okay, so Rams at home. I'm going to say they're favored. So I'm going to say Rams minus two. Uh, I'm going to say Rams minus three and a half. Wow. Another one where both you guys were a little off. The 49ers, same as Baltimore, are a one and a half point favorite. Lucy gets what? the point, and we are tied. Yes! San Francisco Lakers is a one and a half point favorite. What? After yeah, they got wild. their butts kicked today by the Chiefs? Vegas right. doesn't respect wow. the Rams, and, and I don't blame them. I mean, I, I think. I mean, I, I get it, but I'm going to. See, that yeah, should be the Rams another home team. material. Right. This is back-to-back home teams on primetime getting points? Also, he owns Sean McVay. Keep that in mind, too. He does own Sean McVay, but I, I don't know. Usually he, he does better as a dog than he does a favorite. Shanahan is – he's not a great favorite. And then there was a stat today that showed in the middle of that Chief game. He is now 1-30 when trailing by three or more points entering the fourth quarter. And some, most of that is about quarterback play, but it's still like eye-popping to see that if they're losing going into the fourth quarter, more likely than not, he is not winning that game. Oh, it's wild. There's, oh, there's so many stats. So many stats that I saw after I placed my bets today that I wish I – like Jaguar stats, like things like that, that I was like, oh, I should have bet the other way. <laughs> always always That's my favorite. stats. <laughs> yeah, it, the worst yeah, is – the worst is – when you bet, Lucy, when you bet a line, let's say you love a number. You're like, oh, this team's going to cover this number, and it's Wednesday. And you're feeling real good. You're like, oh, there's, there's no way they don't cover that number. There's no way they don't you know, blow this team out. The worst is when I get up on Sunday morning, and I see from when I place my bet Wednesday to Sunday, and the line has moved away from my thinking, and I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. What, yeah. what, what don't I know? Who's not playing that yep. I didn't see? Like, There's always something that seems to pop up. What's the next number? Yep, who – Oh, go ahead. Right, Sunday Sorry. Night football. <laughs> go ahead, Zach. <laughs> Sunday Night Football next week, the Packers, we just mentioned them, they've lost three games in a row. We'll also have to look up if Aaron Rodgers has ever lost uh, four games in a row in his career. They're going on the road to Buffalo, taking on the Bills. The Bills are on a bye this week. So, Sprague, I'll start with you. Uh, Packers at Bills, Sunday Night Football next week. Guess the line. It's got to be a big number in the Bills' favor. Um I'm going to say it's Bills minus nine. I think it's – I want to go double digits, and I probably should be, but I'm going to go with an interesting number that makes a lot of people kind of second-guess or wonder aloud what is that number, and I'll say Bills minus nine. I'm going to go double digits, digits, and I'm going to say Bills minus ten. Lucy was very close. Bills open as a ten-and-a-half point favorite against the Packers. Fraby, you were on it. Double digits. Lucy, 2-1 lead yes! in her face. Yes! I'm so That's bad your gut instinct there, Sprague. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I'm so off. I, this is almost as bad as I am at gambling. It's just unbelievable. This, it's not good. This, this, is a, this is a great game. We should have awards right, for this Can I ask, really. get, let, me, let me ask you guys both this question. Ten and a half, I mean, that, that line might even go up. Might go to 11. I wouldn't be shocked yeah. if you told me it got to 12. Like, there has to be a break point where you take the Packers and the points, right? There has to be. 
Yeah, as as was mentioned in our chat, uh, is this the, the first time Aaron Rodgers has been a double-digit underdog? That's oh, I wild. think they're saying that's the first time he's been a double-digit underdog. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. He must, that's so what would he was you thinking take the... when he was on the ground. I am a double-digit oh. underdog now. <laughs> <laughs> that's what he yeah, was thinking. Not that, oh, I lost again. It was, I'm going to be a double-digit no, underdog double to digit Buffalo. Under... The Bills. What? What's the number I have to I have to give you to take Rodgers and the Packers here? It would have to be Oh, I don't even know. I wouldn't take them. I just wouldn't. But it would have to be I mean it would have to be crazy. Cuz I I give you Packers plus 12, you're not taking that? Oh, maybe. Maybe Buffalo's maybe coming Packers. up a bye. Okay, Packers plus 15. I would take. Oh, them. okay. Okay. Also, Buffalo's coming off the bye and two big victories before that, you know, beating Kansas City, and then the week before they blew out Pittsburgh. So they're feeling good right now. Flying high. Well, that's why I'm asking, like, there's got to be a number that you can get to with this where you have to be like, I think logically I have to take the Packers, right? Just if it gets to 11 or 12 in the outright chance, like Aaron Rodgers. Look, they've been awful, but, like, at the same time, same place like I can see it's still Aaron Rodgers right and I'm not I don't know if I'm ready to sell all the stock that he can't be within 10 points or a backdoor cover of 10 points right then how many times are is he is is same with Brady because they're kind of mirroring each other are we gonna see in their post-game press conferences we have to play better we have to score more points because now it's been multiple weeks in a row for both of them that this is happening so yeah I mean it's Aaron Rodgers but it's like with Brady, can we say, oh, it's but it's Tom Brady. Oh, but it's Aaron Rodgers. Does that still with these losing streaks yeah. now? No, I know. It's, it's scary. Know. Until they get back on track, the, the vibes, the, the whole thing with the Packers is so discombobulated. He's on the ground now having to be consoled by the other team. It is, it's, it's not a good place. It seems to be not. I think if both of them can get it right, because they have both have their weird ways. So both, this is the thing too. They're both, they're both weird in that sense is that they can get right in different, they have to just find the right tune up, the right little like hippie drug or Alex Guerrero TB12 solution. (laughs) Basically. What's the next line, Zach? (laughs) All right. One more NFL game. This is going to be Monday night football next week. Another divisional matchup, the Bengals. They had a really, another really nice win today, uh, blowing out the Falcons. They're going on the road to Cleveland take on another team that could be in jeopardy of losing their fourth game in a row, uh, the Cleveland Browns. Lucy, I'll start with you. Bengals at Browns next week. Who you got? And before I throw it over to you, keep in mind, Joe Burrow in his career has never beat the Browns. Okay, well, after the day Joe Burrow had today, I want to say the real roar boys are Jamar Chase and Joe Burrow because they were clicking today. They were roaring in the true sense of the word. So I'm going to go with the Bengals as favorites, and I'm going to say Bengals minus three and a half. Uh, I'm going to take one team playing well, Cleveland coming up close but not being good at two and five. Uh, I'm going to take Cincinnati favored by seven. Wow, Lucy, right out near the money again. Cleveland op- or Cincinnati opens as a three-point favorite over ah! the Browns. Bengals Look at this! Look at this! Oh, I can't! I can't wait for our award season for the flex, the uh, the guess the lines award show. Oh my god! Just give it to you at this point. Like, is I don't even know if, if it's close anymore. It's just ridiculous. We'll see. 
We'll see at the end. I'm going to take Cincinnati our, our with those reel. points. Yeah, I'm going to take Cincinnati minus the three. That that That's a low number. I think they can win that game by a field goal at minimum. By the way, the Steelers just scored a touchdown. Uh, it looks like George Pickens in his monster hand snagged one out of the air. And so, uh, yeah, I think he got I think he got his foot down. Yep, they called it good. Extra points, okay. good. Miami up 13-10, minute 50 left in the first half of Sunday Night Football. Okay. Uh, Zach, do you have news. another number? Because Lucy's kicking yes. my butt. <laughs> we'll go to college football, and this is going to be the big game next week, Ohio State. It's interesting with them because I think everyone would agree they're at least a top five, top three team, maybe better, but they haven't proven anything to be definitively okay. To, for you to say definitively, like, okay, Ohio State, they're the best team in the country, but they are facing their biggest challenge of the season so far when they go on the road to Penn State. This is going to be the Fox Big Noon game on Saturday, Ohio State at Penn State, and uh, Sprague, I'll throw it over to you to start us off and guess the line for Buckeyes and Nittany Lions next Saturday. Yeah, this kind of indicates find other games that are good because Penn State, year over year, continues to be the team that everybody buys into, and then they choke away, and they lose two or three games, and that's how their season ends every time. Uh, I think Ohio State is really good. I think they're worthy of being in these top rankings. I don't know if I had them above Georgia or Tennessee, but I think they're certainly right there. Uh, tough road game, but I'm going to say Ohio State minus the 12 and a half. Okay, well, Ohio State, yes, Ohio State is my pick to win the national championship. So I am oh. going to be on them to be favored here, of course. Uh, Ohio State, I'm going to go minus 14, two touchdowns. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Lucy takes it again. Ohio State opens ah, 15 and a half. You're kidding. You are kidding me. <laughs> 15 and a half. And that's all for Brendan Sprague tonight. He is. <laughs> oh, wow. Wow. The fix is in. This, this is absolutely is... bull crap. Wow. <laughs> I feel like Zach's just finding lines to match what Lucy says. There's like three lines, and he's going to the one book that has the line that Lucy says. This yeah, is Zach un- and I utter actually ridiculous. have a secret, secret Bluetooth where he's just telling me as he reads the line. It's a secret. It's like God. the Taylor Swift album. There's secret coded things in what Zach is saying that tell me the number. <laughs> oh, unbelievable. Thank you a lot for nothing, Zach. I appreciate that. Lucy yet again wins the week and guess the lines. Some good football coming uh, next week. Give an update in Major League Baseball, an update in Sunday Night Football. Big play the Dolphins just hit. What's going on in the ALCS? The NLCS was clinched today. And uh, our flux capacitor, we wrap it up. Back to the Futures, back with more on the BetQL Network. Back to the Futures. We'll be back with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. Sports bettors wrap up your day with BetMGM Tonight, presented by BetMGM, starring Ryan Horvath and Trista Crick on the BetQL Network. Sometimes I do that if I'm out to eat with my wife, never during football season. I love her, but I don't miss games. Only an idiot would. But Wait, baseball. so you guys don't go out during football season at all oh, on the weekends? Oh, no. So you don't see her at all? Like, you guys have no date nights? You got no... No, in fact, she gets off at 5 p.m. this Saturday, and she's like, hey... 
I'm off early on Saturday. Should we go to dinner? And I uh, sent her like an angry face and a WTF. What do you think? No, it's Saturday night. We, we, can, have, we can have takeout in the living room. We can have date night in the living room. Wow, that is. That's pushing it, Pete. Wow, you won't even Amanda, do that. Amanda is no. a ride. It's a work night. It's a Amanda, work night. every night is a work night for you. Amanda Saturdays, is a soldier. Sundays, Mondays, Tuesdays Thursdays. and Wednesdays during Maction, of course. Thir- Thursdays. And then Fridays now, of course. So days ending in Y's are tough for Ryan. BetMGM tonight, 7 to 11 Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Start your day with a daily tip presented by BetMGM. Featuring Michael Jenkins and Chelsea Messenger on the BetQL Network. Once again, another marriage proposal gone wrong at the Islanders game where a dude with his shirt off decided to kneel and propose marriage to his girlfriend and she immediately ran off and then he just went back to his seat and had a sip of beer, which looked terrible. If you're going to propose to someone, I would recommend maybe not doing it that way. But also... You never know if stuff like that is real or not. That's the one thing now, because everybody wants to be on social media and everyone wants likes and retweets and reposts or whatever. I see stuff like that, and now I hate how cynical I am when I see it. Like, if you really loved a woman and if you thought it was a good play and she ran off, would you just go back to your seat? I'm very, very skeptical of that. The Daily Tip, weekday morning, 6 to 9 Eastern on the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Get locked into You Better You Bet, presented by BetMGM. With Nick Costos and Ken Barkley on the BetQL Network. We all liked Washington, and they fumbled like six times in time inside the 10-yard line. They fumbled a lot in the red zone, and they ended up not covering Green Bay covered that game. I remember liking Washington a good amount. We had other people. Pizzoli even came up. We could even ask him, probably. He, he liked Washington in the game, too. I remember it was a pretty big number, and they absolutely should have. If this was last year or two years ago, I don't remember. Final. Pretty sure it was seven and a half, too, the number. Yes, would love to know with like turnover margin or just Washington in the red zone in that game. I have. All right. So Washington obviously lost the turnover battle. Had more yards per play than the Packers. Of course they did. Lost by 14. Uh, Washington in the red zone. Would you like to guess where Washington went in the red zone? One for five. Oh, for four. (laughs) I mean, imagine having that ticket. (laughs) I don't have to imagine. I did. You better you bet. 3 to 7 p.m. Eastern from the BetQL Network. Always live on the free Odyssey app. Grab your flux capacitor and let's go back to the futures with Lucy Burge and Brandon Sprague on the BetQL Network, presented by BetMGM. All right, welcome back in. Back to the futures here. We're uh, in our last segment. Uh, Quick update. 15 seconds left in the first half of the uh, Steelers-Dolphin game. Miami is uh, getting close to the red zone here. They're driving. And uh, Tua almost just threw a pick, but the Dolphins are up on the Steelers 13-10 to 10, with about 15 seconds to go uh, coming up here in the first half. Update in the ALCS. The Astros have come back, and they have tied the New York Yankees 3-3, top of the third. And uh, if the Astros win, they go to the World Series. If the Yankees win, obviously they'll extend the series and not get swept. Uh, controversial thing, I guess, that happened. The Yankees talked to David Ortiz about how to come back from a 3-0 deficit. That's I'm more concerned why David Ortiz is agreeing to get on that phone call, Lucy, because I would imagine Boston people are pretty pissed about that story. Yeah, why did he pick up that FaceTime would be my question. They also showed their their mental skills coach, Chad something. 
I just know Chad had a great idea here is to show the Yankees footage of the current Yankees, the footage of the 04 Red Sox against the Yankees and how they came back from being down three games. So this to me was a little bizarre. And I see, I can see the other side of this is to inspire the Yankees to not let that or to do that, but also not let another team beat them. It's a weird move to me, but the weirder of the two is the Ortiz move. Why talk to David Ortiz? I guess so that he can either pump them up in either way to say, don't let, like, you can do what I did or don't let the Astros beat you tonight. Or so, I don't, what, what is David Ortiz saying to them? What, how is, why I, is he helping the Yankees? Why help the Yankees? I, yeah. Why not call Johnny Damon? Would be my question. Johnny Damon, of course, is more of a Yankee than the Red Sox, honestly. And he was on that team. So he's a traitor, first of all. But also, wouldn't you think Johnny Damon would be more suited to help the Yankees than David Ortiz? But my thing here is I think David Ortiz is trying to position himself as more of a universal baseball guy because he's on a national Fox broadcast. He's now friends with A-Rod for whatever reason. It's a different thing with A-Rod now, but for now, whatever reason. So I think helping the Yankees somehow, like he's a guy in terms of baseball advice, but the Yankees, it, no, 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 because this rivalry, <clears throat> supposed to hate each other. You're supposed to hate the Yankees forever. <clears throat> you were part of the highest peak almost of a Red Sox-Yankees rivalry, and you are now helping the Yankees. No thank you to David Ortiz doing this. This is I am almost now angry as, I, as I'm now ranting about this because as I'm realizing – that he's helping out the Yankees, that he was part of this rivalry. And thinking back to that time as a 12-year-old who my whole life was at 0-4 team, and now Ortiz, who, who did everything he could to beat the Yankees, is now helping the Yankees in the ALCS. That's unreal. And now I'm, now I'm mad about it. I am mad about that. This is ridiculous. They should have called Johnny Damon. If the Yankees win tonight, it's David Ortiz's fault. That's I unreal. should have never brought this up. This was this unreal. is absolutely my fault. I, I should have Astros never did this because uh, now, oh, David. Ortiz. Well, the Astros have a runner on first and third. <laughs> There's one out. There's the top a bridge named after him. Bridge named after him down the street from me, and now he's helping out the Yankees in the yep. ALCS. Yes, he is. And it's it, it may or may not work. So it ultimately could not matter, Lucy. I'll let you cool down here for a second. Quick update. NLCS is done. It's over. Um, the Philadelphia Phillies get it done. And in rather quick fashion, Bryce Harper goes yard in the eighth. And they hold on to win. They they win the NLCS. I'll tell you right now. And by the way, Astros just got that run in. And so they've got a run on first and second. They're up 4-3 now in the top of the third. I'm sure the Yankees are probably getting booed now. But uh, the Philadelphia Phillies, Bryce Harper's in the postgame. We got four more. And we're going to bring that SOB back to Philadelphia. And so you got the Phillies winning 87 games and looking a lot like the Braves did last year, who won 88 games and won that World Series. It appears they're going to play the Astros because, again, it's happened one time in Major League Baseball history where teams come back from 3 nothing in uh, that situation. So at least we'll have a Astros and Phillies World Series before we get to divisional round. I'll just ask you very quickly, pass the Ortiz anger. Yes. Excited about the World Series if it's Philly, Houston? I am, but I am a little regretful that I, well, in a way, I wish I didn't have to take the Astros to win the World Series. I did pick the Astros to win the World Series because I do believe they have a great chance, as Vegas does, 
think they have a great chance to win the World Series. But I would love to root for the Phillies. I just Kyle Schwarber and Bryce Harper and finally Bryce Harper gets to a World Series. I would love to be rooting for them, which I think I will be. I think I will just watch and hope everybody has a great time because I love the Phillies as a team, although I do think the Astros will ultimately win it. Okay. I I, I think so too, but the Philadelphia Phillies uh, are they're red hot right now, but I, I think the Houston Astros are on a different level and I hate the Astros, but uh, very rootable thing. Dusty Baker getting his first ring. I think that would be kind of the, the cool Dusty story takeaway. How can you not like Dusty Baker? Let's um, let's get to this. Let's jump in our flux capacitor and let's jump into some divisional odds here. Uh, we've got a couple divisions that are of interest to us. Obviously, uh, Lucy's you know commitment to Tom Brady throughout this whole endeavor is I, I commend it, but yet I'm on Team Giselle because he cost me money today. So the NFC South looks like this. The Bucks are still a minus 600. The Falcons are a plus 575. The Saints are a plus 1500. And the Panthers are plus 6,000. Lucy, is there any reason to not bet the Bucks, Or do you just stay away? Because, like, minus 600 is a – that's a pretty big number. And they could be yeah. one injury away from not, not cashing that ticket. Do you, do you stay away from the NFC South or do you bet somebody else with longer odds? I would stay away from the NFC South because – I, I can't get a handle right now on the Buccaneers. I mean, I guess I think they're going to win it. I just don't know what Tom Brady's going to look like But but going forward. But besides the Buccaneers, I just don't know who would win it. Because it's like, yeah, the Buccaneers are going to win it, but are they? But then who else? I would just stay away completely. That Actually, minus, yeah, minus 600, I wouldn't even take that. So I, I would stay completely away from that. Yeah, I, I, I'm not a fan of either of those teams, the Falcons, the Saints, or the Panthers, to win a division seriously, even with the Bucks slipping to three and four today. And so uh, I don't like six to one. I don't like the, uh, the minus 600 either there. So I, I'm going to stay away from that one. And a- AFC East, this one's interesting. Buffalo is probably the runaway favorite for everybody. So there might not be a point to the conversation. But this league, as it's shown us the last couple of weeks, you are one injury away from everything being changed. Dolphins plus 1,400, Patriots plus 18, and Jets plus 22. I don't want to see anybody get hurt. I love this league when everybody's healthy, but if you were to take a flyer in the AFC East, who would you get the get the money on there with those odds? So I'd take a bit of a long, long shot, and I would look at the Jets. I would, I mean, if the Bills, let's say something, God forbid something happens to Josh Allen, something happens to somebody on the Bills and they start to falter, the Jets would be the next team, I guess the Patriots, but the Jets, I have more faith in right now than the the Patriots, especially if Mac Jones is starting on Monday, which is a total disappointment because I love Bailey Zappi. But if Mac Jones is going to keep starting at quarterback, we saw at the beginning of the season, Mac Jones is a a little up and down. So I would say I have more faith in what we've seen from the Jets than what we've seen from the Patriots under Mac Jones. So I would I would put a dollar or maybe even two dollars on the Jets to win the division. Well, if you like the Jets at plus twenty two hundred, put a couple more dollars on that and get some really good odds. <laughs> this 10. should be noted by the way, these divisional odds were coming into the week, and so I'm sure these have changed. Not by much though. Like I don't think the Jets odds have jumped the Patriots or the Dolphins. I'd actually take the Dolphins, but I'm too nervous about Tua staying healthy. If he stays healthy, I think they're a different team entirely, especially on that offense. Uh, I'll ask you this. A- NFC East, Lucy, Eagles are the favorite clearly at uh, their undefeated start at minus 400 coming into the weekend. Cowboys beat the Lions. They were plus 500. The Giants beat the Jags on the road at 
They're plus 800 coming into the weekend. And the Washington Commies are at plus 2,500. I don't think you and I are betting the Commies here. So I ask you, do you see value in the NFC East? Or do you think the Eagles have locked that division up uh, even at this point of the year? Yeah, so I see value on the Giants here because, again, one injury away. Let's say, even just sprinkle a little bit on the Giants because this is a fluky season. We have seen some bizarre things going on so far this season. Who's to say the Giants don't win the division? Who knows? What we've seen from the Giants already is surprising. Let's say the Eagles hit a snag somewhere. And, I mean, we see the Buccaneers start losing. Where did that come from? I don't know. The Eagles could do the – you never know. You just never know. So I would – just a little bit, sprinkle a little bit on the Giants. Okay. Uh, if I was to lay money on a team outside of Philadelphia, because I, I do think it's going to be tough, but there's still so much season, I think the, the Cowboys at 5-1 to one are, are absolutely worth a look here. Uh, you look at the Dallas Cowboys, and yeah, they did not play a very clean game against the Detroit Lions. The Lions are a feisty 1-5 team, if such a thing exists. Sure are. Anytime the Lions get points, everybody wants to roar and be a roar boy. And they might have been a fumble away from from pulling off that upset. Dak came back. It wasn't the greatest comeback, but he he you know he got in the flow of some things. They they turned it on a little late. The run game with Pollard and Zeke is still there. And you know I'm sorry I've seen the Giants and the Cowboys play this year, and so I I just and that was with Cooper Rush. And so I just I I think the same thing will happen again. Uh, Giants are a fun story, but I think the team the commies are of no consequence to me. And the Eagles are a, a minus 400. I, I think it's worth looking at the Cowboys if those odds increase after this week uh, at plus 500 coming into the weekend. I think it's worth it because I think Dak could get better. And I don't think that defense is going anywhere. And so if I was to look at a team in the NFC East, I've seen the Cowboys and Giants play. I know what that is. Uh, yeah, the Cowboys couldn't hang with the Eagles the first time they played them. But Cooper rushed through three picks. Uh, I just, I think it's Cowboys. I think it's Cowboys there. That's kind of the value bet if you don't think the Eagles are going to win the NFC East. Yeah, that's for sure. But yeah. Let's uh let, let's do this, Lucy. Let's let's wrap it up here. Do you have a Super Bowl team you would look at right now as a future? You got Bills at plus 300, Eagles at plus 500, Chiefs at plus 800, Niners at plus 1200, Bucks at plus 13, uh Vikings are 14 and the Ravens are 16. Is there any one of those teams, or is there a team off the board that you're kind of looking at uh, in terms of uh, where you'd be looking for the Super Bowl? It is really tough to not look at the Bills to win the Super Bowl. I have been from the beginning just thinking, okay, it's got, I mean, it's got to be the Bills. This is the same reason I picked the Astros to win the World Series. It feels like this is the, the feeling is the team that you think is going to win the, the, the championship will win. So Bills plus 300. I always think there's going to be value in an NFC team to do it. The Eagles are the favorite in the NFC, but I think there's some teams to look at because I think the NFC is wide open, whereas the Bills can be taken out by the Chiefs. The Chiefs can be taken out by the Bills. Hell, the Ravens, who knows? The NFC is the side I would look at for a Super Bowl futures bet. There we go. That's going to do it for us. Back to the futures. Talk to you guys next week.